helping people to feel better about themselves, empowering people, showing people the light at the end of the tunnel. I understood that these were things, whether I was selling cars or houses or working in property management, in the food industry, in the retail industry, I understood that the connection for me was the empowerment piece. Welcome to another episode of Full Transparency with Donnie Wiggins, you guys. I am in the studio this afternoon lit. I am super lit. I had a good breakfast. I had some good time with our team, which is family. And now I am ready to talk to entrepreneurs today. Full Transparency with Donnie Wiggins is the podcast that I allow you guys to have a seat at my table at. We're just having open and candid conversations about all things entrepreneurship, life, lifestyle. And today I just feel like teaching a little bit. Like I was the song that I was singing, I my money up. Now I can't ran up in the spot. Just to get my, anyway, I forgot the words, but this ain't what the you want. Okay, let me get serious. I want to talk about 10 things that I have done right as an entrepreneur to not only become an entrepreneur, but to remain an entrepreneur for 10 plus years. And it's been longer than that, but right now I'm struggling to do the math. But what do you do to become an entrepreneur and sustain yourself as an entrepreneur? And I believe the song that I was singing just now is on my mind because um, I was talking to someone last night who is an entrepreneur, but they're finding themselves having to go through the cycles over and over and over again about creating ways to make money. And I'm like, well, that's not sustainable if you always need a new idea to get money. We need systems, we need mindset, we need thought processes and workflows, all kinds of stuff goes into building a business in a sustainable way so that you too can be 10 years, 12 years, 15, 50 years in business, all right? So I have some notes as usual and we're gonna jump right into it. Now, I'm gonna tell you, these are things that I did right as an entrepreneur. Some of these things may relate to you, some of these things may not, right? Um, But these are the things that I did. So number one, very important, hire a coach. And I am not just saying that because I am a coach. I am a business coach, though. If you guys need coaching for your business to grow or scale your business, hit me up, text 404-737-2767 and just say, Donnie, I need help. Anyway, hire a coach. And the reason that I am such an advocate of coaching is because that's when I experienced my biggest transformation in my business. I'm talking about business went from six figures to seven figures when I began to take coaching really seriously. But even before that, I experienced coaching um, on a smaller scale when I was just trying to get to my very first six figures. In fact, it wasn't until I subscribed to being consistent with having a business coach, having a developmental coach, that I was able to even become full-time as an entrepreneur. So it's no surprise to me that I today am a coach because I tell you guys all the time that if you're in the service-based industry, especially, you are typically serving an audience of people or a community of people who are now where you were at a particular time in your journey. And for me, I am a person whose life completely changed 
once I stopped relying on my own advice, once I stopped telling myself what my next move should be in business. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't use my intuition. That doesn't mean that I don't have great discernment. But what it means is sometimes I need to get clear on my thoughts. I need to get clear in my next step. I need to make sure the ideas that I am thinking through are don't don't just sound good to me, right? Sometimes I just need accountability. Sometimes I just need feedback. And that is the beauty of having a business coach. Someone who can hold you accountable, someone who can give you feedback based on experience, emphasis on based on experience. You don't want to hire a coach who hasn't already done or experienced what it is that you're trying to do, right? Um, It's great to have someone to talk to because a lot of times uh, new entrepreneurs are in circles where their friends, their family, and the people closest to them can't relate to the conversations that they desire to have because many times those individuals are very close-minded and they're not entrepreneurs. So they can't offer you advice. They can't really give you great feedback on your ideas and your vision. Sometimes you can dream a whole lot bigger than your circle and it's not a comfortable conversation. So having a coach absolutely changed my life because I didn't have to Uh, avoid having certain conversations. I didn't have to any longer go to people who I shouldn't have been taking advice from. People who had never operated businesses before, I'm asking them for their advice about how to operate mine. So number one, absolutely hiring a coach. Uh, The second thing that I did right is uh, being transparent and authentic, being fully transparent and authentic. So here's the thing. I used to work just like many of you in corporate America and especially in uh, the black culture, we do this thing called code switching where our telephone voice changes, uh, how we dress, what we talk about, the language that we use, it changes so that we fit into the office environment down to our hair. Like I have these braids right now and I would never have been able to get away with this hairstyle uh, at my corporate job. 10 plus years ago, right? And I just love the freedom of being myself. And I remember when I was working in these environments and I was having to uh, dress at my last company, not the last one, the company before that, the company that I was with for the longest period of time in my career, we had what's called career apparel, which is essentially just a uniform. And we had these cardigans and these slacks and the pants never fit. They were not designed for my body type. And so every single day I went to work feeling so uncomfortable. I had no confidence in what I looked like because the the pants completely took my shape away. Right. I looked like uh, your typical back in the day, all the librarians that you would see in the movies, like how they would dress a librarian in the movies. I look like that person. And you're unable to like really thrive under those conditions when you don't look and feel and are able to speak the way you desire. So I remember dreaming as an as a as a as an employee when I was thinking about entrepreneurship, when I started to talk about like why I wanted to be an entrepreneur, it was not just for money. Obviously, that played a huge role in it, but it was for the freedom to be myself. I just wanted to wake up every single day and not have to spend eight plus hours in an environment where I couldn't be who I was like that felt like a trap. It felt like prison. And. I made a commitment to myself that whenever I made it, whenever I became an entrepreneur, I'm going to be exactly who I am. I am going to be beautifully and authentically, genuinely myself. 
authenticity and transparency has taken me further in business, I believe, than any skill set, any level of knowledge that I have, any level of connections. I'll tell you why. People love supporting people that they can relate to, right? So while some people may be embarrassed about their circumstances and conditions, I leveraged mine. I never allow anybody to beat me to the punch. So when I foreclosed on my home, I shared that information. When when my cars got repossessed, I shared that information, but not like a woe is me. It was like, yo, this is what happened. This is what I'm experiencing. Uh, as a result of the last recession, I lost everything, lost my job, lost my property, my vehicles. But watch me come back, though, right? And I would then start to to go from that story to telling the story of what I am doing every single day to be better than I was the day before and then better than I was the day before that and then better than I was the day before that, right? And people started to feel themselves. It was like I was bold and brave. I was the courage that they didn't have because, oh my God, you're telling people this part of you. You're telling people, you know, that you were involved in 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 a, in a, uh, in a bad relationship. You're telling people that you didn't have any money. You're telling people that you're starting from scratch. You mean you're letting people see you unsuccessful? And you're okay with that? Yes. Yes. Because I understood that, one, telling my story and being who I am was the freedom that I had been looking for for so many years. And two, there's always going to be somebody who can relate to you on the level that you're at and what you're going through. And they want to connect with you and they want to do business with you. They want to support your journey because your journey looks a lot like theirs. So I cannot stress enough to be authentically yourself, to be completely transparent. Obviously, there are some things about your life that you're going to keep private because those things are yours. You own those moments. You own those experiences. But I'm talking about not being afraid to, uh, if, if going live on Instagram or on social media is a part of your marketing strategy, not feeling like you have to have a full face of makeup on and your hair has to be perfect. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Not feeling like your home has to be in tip top condition to be able to do those things. Right. I'm talking about not going to events. I know people who won't attend conferences because they don't they're not proud of their car. They're not proud of the car and they don't want anybody to see what they drive. Drive that car proudly. Drive that car proudly. And, and it's all about the perspective in which you are leveraging your story. It's never for negativity, but it's always for the lesson. And you have to ask yourself, God, what is this circumstance that I'm not proud of meant to teach me? What is this here to teach me? How is this meant for me to leverage, to teach other people, to lead other people? So being transparent and authentic. Uh, we're at number three, monetize your moment. Monetize your moment. When I started to gain traction, I had to move faster than I did when I was building in the first place. So you're going to go through phases in your business. You're going to go through the 
uh, ideation phase, right? In the conceptualization phase, this is where you are creating the ideas. And you may be moving a little bit slowly because you don't understand how everything is going to work together. You just know that you have this vision in your head. Like right now, you know, you know, you have this vision in your head. You don't know exactly how you're going to pull it off, but you're working every single day to figure that out. You're studying, you're researching, you're attending meetings, you're taking calls, you're networking, you're looking for the next step. Well, once that happens for you and you get a little bit of traction, a little bit of a moment, meaning you make your first sale, a post goes viral, you get booked to speak somewhere, whatever that moment is, you have to maximize and monetize that moment, right? That means that you don't take your foot off the brake, in tw- off of the gas. In 2017, I was booked to speak at MegaFest with Bishop T.D. Jakes. And this would at that time be the largest speaking engagement I'd ever been booked for. I wasn't prepared. I said yes to the opportunity and I got prepared over the time between the booking and the actual date, right? And I remember doing that event, speaking on stage and absolutely knocking it out of the park. I released a book at the same time. Now, I didn't have a book before they contacted me to book this event. But I knew that if I was going to an event like MegaFest, where there would be tens of thousands of people available to see me, to hear from me, to get my message, I knew that if I was going into that environment, I could not just go and speak and leave and have nothing to leave those people with. I had to produce something so that they could take me home with them and continue to have an experience. I had to maximize and monetize the moment. So I wrote a book. I wrote a book. And um, in that book, I talked about the shifts that I had to make in my life. And maybe we'll do an episode. Maybe we'll do an episode where I'm talking about my book and I'll tell you guys how to get it. But there were shifts and periods that I had to go through in order to become a person who was even qualified to speak on a stage like MegaFest. Well, I'd done so well on stage that Afterwards, people wanted to connect. So I sent them out to my vendor table. They were able to purchase that book, right? But even beyond then, before I went into that environment, I also made sure that my systems were in place so that I could discuss coaching because I was talking to that group of people about entrepreneurship and how to become an entrepreneur and how to create these genius business ideas. I knew people would want to talk to me. And see, one of the things that you guys are doing wrong is that you're not prepared. You don't have a next step. You have one thing. You don't have what's called a customer journey, the journey that someone goes through to get their desired result from you. So someone may come to you at step one. The problem with what you're doing is that you're only serving them at level one, at step one, instead of saying, you know what, I know that they're going to come here, right? I know that they're going to enter this type of way. They're going to come in this condition. I ultimately want to leave them in this condition. There's like five or six steps in between there. How can I create a journey so that once I capture them in this moment, I can maximize the next moment and monetize that moment and then maximize the next moment and then monetize that moment. You have to go so hard. The moment you have someone's attention, you got to sell, you work harder to go get three. You work harder to go get 10. You work harder to go get 100. You go viral, you create more 
more content similar to that content so that the people who just started following you are continuously engaged with engaging with your content. That is how you both maximize and monetize your moment. We don't have a whole lot of time to sit and chill and be like, you know, oh, my post went viral. Let's keep monitoring that post and sharing the same thing over and over and over again. You got to figure out what the next best move is right away. And I have created a tremendous amount of success by always being available or always being aware of what is next. All right. Number four, anticipate the next. That's moving us to this part. Anticipate the next. So right now you have a a business and you are offering products, you're offering services, but what's next for you? So I was just having a conversation with a gentleman last night and he has a very successful podcast And I said to him, well, if anything happens with the podcast or anything changes in this industry, what is your next move? When people become used to the podcast, when 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 people are tired of seeing these same stories over and over and over again, what do you do next? Everything has to evolve. And if you're only banking on what is bringing you success today, you might be able to become an entrepreneur, but achieving a super normal and above normal uh, level of success will be very difficult for you because you're always operating in the right now. The right now is very important, but simultaneously as is important is also the next. So I want you to think about it right now. You've got your business, you're selling, you have a product, maybe you have a t-shirt, maybe you have a course or a coaching program What's the next step? Can you create another product? Can you offer another service? Can you secure a different level of investment? Can you now start investing? And that's also another strategy, right? Because entrepreneurs were working for our money. Then you figure out how to uh, automate things so you're not working for money necessarily. But I feel like only having your business without having other ways to diversify your income is too close to having one stream of income. And if anything happens to that, then it's just like, being at an underpaid job, if anything happens to that job, then ultimately you fall off and and you're in a situation where you can't provide for yourself. So make sure you're anticipating the next and think about that right now. I want you to pause this video right where it is or pause the audio right where it is and think about what's next for me. And it doesn't mean going into a different business model. It doesn't mean completely stopping what you're doing. And it doesn't mean that you have to dishonor what you're doing today. It means being prepared. It means taking a few steps ahead so that you're proactive versus reactive, right? And think about that next moment, okay? Number five, uh, another thing that I did right as an entrepreneur, I increased my prices. This one, I cannot stress enough how important it is. 90% of the entrepreneurs that I engage with are completely underpriced and undervalued and you're scared to raise your prices because you have created a business model to support prices that you think people can afford. And let me tell you this, what people can afford is none of your business. And I know that that might be a harsh reality. It's not something that you want to hear, but it's the absolute truth. You cannot create your business model based on what you think everybody else can afford. You have to create a business model based on what you believe the value add is and what your offer is worth. Okay, very important. So I want you to look at your prices. This became a real thing for me when I was coaching at the time uh, entrepreneurs who were looking to create 
business ideas, okay? They're looking to generate these business ideas. They are following up with me, you know, months later, eight months later, 12 months later, and they're letting me know, they're updating me and letting me know that they have gone on to make six figures in their business. Now, at this time, you guys, I couldn't afford to leave my job. I'm coaching and coaching and coaching, and it's cool. I got all these clients. I'm helping people after work, uh, you know, getting on these calls and on the weekends and going through this process, and I'm helping them to the point where they're then making six figures, but I'm still struggling. I can't be a full-time entrepreneur. I've helped to create and develop all these full-time entrepreneurs, and I got to stay broke. Hey, hey, are you a service-based entrepreneur that helps your clients or customers get some type of result? but you're struggling to post and communicate your message on social media. You don't know how to type a caption that connects and gets people's attention and converts them from just someone who's following you on social to becoming your customer or your client. Great news is that's my superpower. So I'm sending you three text messages every single day, excluding major holidays directly to your phone of exactly what you need to post to get people to buy and convert them into clients and customers. All you have to do is join my program, Post to Paid, and you can do so by texting the words Post to Paid to 404-737-2767. And the best news is just $37 a month. So hurry up, send me the text. I'm looking for it now. Some of your pricing models are keeping you broke. Some of you are only at the level that you're at right now because you're afraid to charge your worth. And if you charged your worth, you could be free in terms of financial freedom. Let me also say this. It's really difficult to understand what your worth is. And I kind of want to reframe that because you can never actually charge your worth because there's not a price tag that you can put on your worth but you can charge the worth of the value that you're offering through your products or through your services. You can free yourself from financial struggle if you just increase your price and charge what you should be charging. Let me tell you how to do that. So you want to do some market research. What are other people charging in your industry? What's the industry going rate? Are you far under that? Then go ahead and raise your rates right now to at least what the average is. But then there's people like myself who look at the industry and I say, well, you know what? In many areas, I'm above average in this industry. So while I understand what the average going rate is because my skill set and my ability and my, my testimonials from my clients are above average, then I need to charge above average rates. It's a privilege to be coached by Donnie Wiggins. And I need you to understand that it's a privilege to do business with you. It's a privilege to buy your products. It's a privilege to buy your services. It's a privilege to benefit from the value that you offer and you need to know that and lead with that and price yourself accordingly so that you are not helping other people create life by their own design and the life of their dreams meanwhile you're struggling and staying broke yourself that is not what entrepreneurship is about that is not the dream that we are building that is not the life that we are looking to create we are looking for financial freedom while also providing service to other people, value to other people. So I want you to first start with doing some market research, right? 
I want you to look at companies who are doing it at a big scale. And then I want to, I want you to look at companies who are doing it at your level and really ask yourself, am I doing it at this scale? Am I doing it below this scale? Am I doing it above this scale? And if you feel like you are not in a position yet to increase your prices because you're not pleased with the value of the offer that you're creating, then that's a you problem and you need to increase the value. You probably need to do a little bit more work. You probably need to have a little bit more experience. You need to, you need to increase uh, the value that you're putting out there and then you can increase your prices. But there is nothing fun about being an entrepreneur who is struggling from client to client or customer to customer or sale to sale. So let's get that together with um, increasing your pricing. And I know what you're thinking. If I increase my price right now, people are not going to pay me. That's not true. Those people might not pay you, but you're going to attract a whole new audience of people who will pay you. So I remember when I was coaching one of my uh, favorite clients that I've worked with to date. Uh, his name is Jared. Uh, shout out to Snowballs, JMO Snowballs. Um, one of the first uh, client, one of the first clients that I actually had to gradually go through price increases with, right? And I remember when I was working with him in the very beginning. Uh, I was coaching him in his business. He worked a job. He operated um, this snowball business out in Florida. And I believe he was paying like a little over $300 a month. And as he's paying, as he's, as he's paying me this $300 a month, he's making tens of thousands. Well, not at that time. He's making um, right under six figures, right? Right under six figures. I think he may have closed his first year out at like $85,000, Okay. This is him paying me 300 something dollars a month. So we're, you know, looking at what, like $3,600 or something like that. Well, time would go on and we, we would continue our uh, business as, as coach and client. And the next year I said, Hey, look, Jared, I got to raise your coaching rates. I just can't support, you know, this model anymore. It's going to be $600 a month. And he happily paid it. I was so scared to have this conversation because I felt like, how do you just increase prices on people and they pay it? Nobody's going to want to pay that. I felt the way that you felt too. Okay. I did. I went to him and I had the conversation. Hey, look, I'm going to give you a heads up 30 days from now. The price has to increase 600 bucks. So I went and changed all my clients at that point to $600 a month um, because you could not you you could not uh you you couldn't argue with the result that I'm helping people get at this at this point now Jared's going to making six figures he's now making multiple six figures at at this six hundred dollar rate right six hundred dollars times twelve months for me so let me just say this six hundred dollars times twelve months is seventy two hundred dollars okay now is it fair? For someone that I've now helped make, say, $150,000, is it fair for them to pay me $7,200, $7,000 to help them make $150,000? Is that a fair exchange? Let me know in the comments. And so when you're thinking about what your pricing is and will people pay it, well, what will they do? What, what will he do without me? If you don't work with me, do you still make this money? Are you willing to take that chance? And I didn't even help him at that time make $150,000. It was closer to nearly $300,000 that he made. And I'm charging $600 a month. 
And so this will go on across my client portfolio. And I have all these clients who are paying me now $600 a month and getting Jared-like results. And I'm living a good life. My business is taking off. But I'm still not living the life that I wanted to make that I wanted to live because I am undercharging. So I have to have another conversation. I have to have another price increase. And we go from that six hundred dollars. Y'all. I went from six hundred dollars to twenty five hundred dollars a month. OK, now at this point, I'd help some people create seven figure businesses I'd help some people hit half a million dollar mark. I'd help people in achieve massive results. And $2,500 a month still was a deal. Would you pay somebody 30000 or do you think it's fair for my clients to have paid me at that time $30,000 over a year's period of time to make $500,000? Is it a great investment? Is that, is that a fair investment? $30,000 in fees to me as your business coach to help you grow, scale, strategize, automate your business. You end up going out and you're making $500,000. Some of them have made seven figures at this time. Many of them now have gone on to make seven figures. But this is just the journey that I want to take you through so you understand the pricing increases that I had to go through. When I first got started in this industry, my initial rate was something like 47 or $97 a month, one of the two. I either did classes at 47 or coaching at, at $97 a month. Ridiculous, ridiculous was, was my start, but it was necessary. It was necessary for me to be in that position, charging what I was charging, experiencing what I was experiencing, so that I could turn around and now become a dynamic coach and tell you why you can't do it why you have to increase your price, why I have to hold you accountable to charging the value or not even the value, but the worth of your program, right? The worth of your offer and program. So I want you to have that Jared like conversation with your clients. I want you to go on your website and increase your prices, right? And you will begin to make money. You don't deserve to be scraping by nickels and dimes in order to just say, that you're an entrepreneur and not working for anybody else. You deserve to thrive and live abundantly as an entrepreneur. Okay, number six, tap into your existing gifts. This is a really big one. You will spin yourself around in circles trying to think of these out-of-the-box business ideas. Oh, I want to do something that nobody's ever done before. I want to do something that's so unique that nobody can really compete with me. And let me just tell you something. If you can think it, it's already been done. I assure you, if you can think it, it's already been done. And the moment you put out this new idea, this new concept that you think nobody else has, guess what's going to happen? Somebody's going to copy you. And now you're going to have competition for this new idea that you've never seen before. So the bottom line is it's so unnecessary to spend a whole lot of time trying to create these super unique ideas when there's already a gift that exists inside of you and you're just overlooking it. So for so many years, my mom would tell me since I was three years old that I was a gifted communicator. And as I would grow up, you know, in life and in high school, uh, my mom was encouraging me to consider going into journalism, being a news reporter, being a writer for a major newspaper. Um, could you imagine if today, like my whole life was based off of being a columnist for a major, <laughs> for a major news publication, I'd kind of be screwed right now. Right. 
But my gift has always been communication. The way that it was presented to me, though, as a journalist, as, as, a, as a writer, I wasn't attracted to that model. Very early on, I understood how to research companies uh, and then research company positions and then research company paid salaries. And it was clear to me that that just wasn't enough money. Like, okay, I can communicate, but I don't want to do that. And so I went into some different areas and I just tried a bunch of stuff. I tried a lot of things. I've opened clothing stores, ended up being a coach in my clothing store. I ran a property management company, coached other people into how to do that. Like I've always been a coach. I just didn't connect the dots. So what I want you to do, if you're struggling to think about or if you're struggling to figure out the idea, if you're struggling to figure out what your big break is, what your big entrepreneurial idea is, what I'd like for you to do is write down all of the things that you've done so far to date, right? As, as, as an adult, starting way back to your very first adult experience, what are the roles that you've played in companies? What are the businesses that you've started? And then under each of those roles, write down the things that you loved the most. So when I owned my clothing store, it wasn't even necessarily that I loved selling clothes. I didn't even like looking through the catalogs to pick out the inventory. What I did love, though, was women coming into my store and feeling really confident in themselves. I did like showing someone who really needed to look and feel beautiful a way to do so. I loved that's that's empowerment. I loved empowering women through my business. Also in my clothing store, I loved talking to women and helping them, helping them to build their self-esteem. They go into the dressing room and they come out like, oh, this doesn't look good on me or this, blah, 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 blah. I loved showing them a different way, coaching them through a process in which they then felt secure and comfortable in their bodies, right? So there's that. I did this for every single thing that I had done. And then I started to circle the things that, that were grouped together, what similarities do I have in all of these opportunities that I've taken advantage of? And it stuck out to me like a sore thumb. I enjoy helping people feel better about themselves. That's what I love to do. I enjoy helping people to feel better about themselves. I enjoy empowering people. And this goes all the way back for me to high school. Like I can remember one of my good friends in high school. She went to a different school and her boyfriend that she was going to the prom with had a friend who had some um, mental and physical disabilities. And she was struggling to cope with the prom situation because her boyfriend was going to go to the prom, accompany his friend to the prom because he didn't want him to go by himself. So I remember, you know, being on the phone and she's really upset, like he's going to go to the prom with his friend and, you know, all this stuff. And it's our prom and I want to go to the prom. And, you know, I said, well, what's the problem? The guy doesn't have a date. And she's like, no, nobody wants to go to the prom. And I'm like, that's sad. That's awful. Like he can't help the challenges that he's, he was born with. He can't help it. Nobody, nobody. He hasn't been uh, nice or kind or impactful enough or, uh, you know, whatever enough to, for anybody to say, I'll go. So I said, I'll go. I'll go to the prom with them. Because this stranger, somebody that I had never seen, somebody that I'd never met before in life, all I could think about is how he must feel knowing that this big moment was coming and he wasn't going to have the same experience as the other kids. Because while he was mentally disabled, while he suffered from some physical disability, 
he still fully understood what was going on. He could hold a conversation and he knew exactly what was going on. So as she's telling the story, I'm feeling like, gosh, that really has to hurt. I'll go to the prom. So we do this three-way call and I sent him my picture um, or she showed him my picture and he's really excited to go to the prom. And I remember my mom being super proud of me because I did that, right? Because most people wouldn't. And it was no question for me. It, it just felt like something that I had to do. So helping people to feel better about themselves, empowering people, showing people the light at the end of the tunnel. I understood that these were things, whether I was selling cars or houses or working in property management, in the food industry, in the retail industry, I understood that the connection for me was the empowerment piece. So then I started to kind of hone in there. As I'm building my business, I identified that I loved empowering people to improve their finances. I loved empowering people to get money. And at first, it started just for women. I was the empowerment coach to women. I helped women in business. And I'll never forget the first guy who paid me for my service. He sent me a testimonial in my DMs on Facebook. And he said, Donnie, you don't know what you've helped me do. Because of your guidance, because of your leadership and your direction, like I was able to pay the mortgage for my wife and kids. Like my wife was prepared to leave and go live with her mom because we were risking foreclosing on our home. And he ended his message with, you made me feel like a man again. And it was in that moment that I said, my, my voice can't just be for women. It can't just be for women because there's nothing so unique about my gift that it has to only be for women. Everybody who needs to hear my voice, everybody who needs to be impacted by my voice is going to get it. And so then I opened up my business. I opened up my offerings to men and women. And it's been game on ever since. But it was also in moments like that that I realized, you know what? If I can help people improve their financial situation, then I can help them in any other area, right? Because it's really difficult to be losing your home and feel really, really good about yourself. It's really difficult to have nothing but feel your best self. So the first thing that I want you to do is change and improve your mindset and your money. And then we can work. You have the resources available to start working on all these other things. So when I finally tapped into my gift, that's when I had that's when I was able to stop hustling all over the place, hustling here, taking this job just because it paid money and taking this because it paid money and piecing all of these different jobs and interests together just to make money. When I tapped in to my gift and said, I am effective in communication, I am dynamic in empowerment, and I know how to help people get to some money, that's when everything changed for me. And it became clearer to my audience. It became, it became clear to my audience about how you could work with me, what I'm capable of helping you to do. And when people are clear about you and you're clear about what you do for those people, that's when the monies are made, all right? Okay, number seven, collaboration. Collaboration became uh, really important for me right around 2016, 2017. 
I started to collaborate with some of my peers on events. That's exactly how David Shans and I, uh, with the Social Proof Podcast, started our first partnerships. Everybody thinks that it's through the Social Proof Podcast, and we had been working together years beforehand. We would collaborate and host workshops for entrepreneurs because we learned early on that sharing our audience, exposing each other to others to, to each other's audience, would help us collectively, which would also help us individually. So the person that you see right now is your competition may actually be your next collaboration partner, right? So I want you to write out a list of people, a list of people that you can now start to collaborate with. You can start that conversation. Somebody who works in a similar space, but they don't necessarily do exactly what you do, but it's a complementary relationship, right? So for example, there might be... Um, there might be a CPA and a bookkeeper. Well, the CPA doesn't keep books and the bookkeeper doesn't do the CPA stuff, right? Those are complementary behaviors. Um, me and David, coaching and community, we were really figuring this out together, right? Like over time, um, he was in business. I was a business coach. So it really worked out that we collaborated and shared our audiences. And then just going through the, going through the years now that we've been doing the social proof podcast and collaborating with the talent that's been on the podcast, that's really a cheat code. It's really, really, really a cheat code helping other people joining forces. If you have an audience of 1000 people by yourself and that person that you could be collaborating with has an audience of 3000 people. Now you guys have 4000 people together that you can reach the result will always be bigger. But when you are collaborating, make sure that you're choosing someone who operates in integrity. Make sure you're choosing someone whose vision is very, very similar to yours. And make sure you're choosing someone who is willing to do the work because collaborations can go just as badly as, uh, as they can go well. So make sure you're doing due diligence and not just saying yes to anybody in the name, in the name of collaboration. I am a person that absolutely believes that you can do business with friends and family. So you may have some people right, right next to you that you can be doing business with. I only see those situations go wrong when expectations are not clearly outlined, when business agreements are not put in writing, and you're not clear on what each party brings to the table. And then also you have to look at the character and integrity of the person in any relationship. But it could be a friend, it could be a family member, it could be a sideline business partner, someone who compliments what it is that you do, collaboration is key, all right? Hey, you guys, it's your girl, Donnie Wiggins, co-host of the Social Proof Podcast. And did you know that we had a members-only exclusive community? Yes, you are able to access David and I on a monthly basis for live Q&A. You are also able to get our episodes before it drops to the general public. You will also get exclusive discounts on our merch. Take a look. And not only that, you're going to get the behind-the-scenes footage of what it looks like on Social Proof. I'm talking about our bloopers, David and I as CEOs operating our business. You'll even get behind-the-scenes of some of our successful friends. And you get access to this from $5 to $40. You choose your membership access, general admission, family admission, or VIP. We cannot wait to see you on the inside. Click the link in either my bio, the bio of the Social Proof Podcast Instagram page, or go over to David's page, Sleep is for Suckers, and hit the bio there. Any way you access it, access it. We'll see you on the inside. Number eight. Oh, this is a big one. I think maybe 
This was the first thing that I started to do. This was the first cheat code for me. Giving information away for free. Give it away for free. Give it away for free. Hold on. I cannot stress this enough. Give it away for free. You want to build your audience. You want to increase your sales. You want to get more customers. You want to have a community. You need to be giving information away for free. Too many of you are afraid of giving out information. You're hoarding this information. You're keeping it all for yourself because you feel like, you feel like if I give this information away for free, people won't pay me. And it's absolutely untrue. Every time you give free information away, there's only a very small percentage of people who will actually even open the information. There's a very small percentage of that group of people that will actually implement the information. Do you know why? Because people are lazy and they are going to need to circle back and pay you anyway. Give it away for free. Now, what does that mean? How did I give information away for free? Well, that looks like going live that looks like your posts that are full of information, your, your value add posts. You may talk about like five things you can do right away to decrease uh, your tax liability. I might give you all of the systems. I might tell you all the systems that I use in my coaching business. I'm going to give you that. You still have to know how to execute them. You still have to know behind the scenes how they work together, why I'm using this platform and how it communicates with this platform over here and that platform over there. Me giving you that information doesn't keep you from being my client because you're going to have more questions. Give the information away for free. If I'm being totally honest with you, if you want to go back over the last six years through my social media pages, you can find all of the content that I've probably put in one of my courses. You can, but who has the time? Who has the time or the desire? What successful mindset says, I'm gonna research all her stuff for the last six years so I can piece together everything that I need to know to build a six-figure business. If you can do that, fantastic. Good luck to you. Just send me a testimonial. But the thing is, when I give this information away for free, it's in such bits and pieces. It's so scattered all the way around. It's very, very valuable, but it's not in a format like through social media anyway, where you can literally sit and figure everything out in one setting. It's going to take too long. You can get something from this free information here, get something here, but it's just bits and pieces. It's pieces. Free information looks like your lives. It looks like your the conversations that you're having on your social media, but it also looks like workbooks and guides and digital downloadables, right? Um, you can give away an ebook. You can give away a guide for something, okay? So a lot of your free information is going to be your what and your why, and then you sell the how, okay? Sometimes the free information can also be the how, but you're giving away the how but there's going to be levels to it. So for you, you may be giving away the how, but you're giving it away to a group of people who couldn't execute the how. Like, okay, I know how to do this. Now what? I know how to build a website. I know you're telling me that I need to go on there and I got this code, but I don't know the code. There's still always going to be a piece of information that people will need to come back and hire you for. But let me tell you why giving away information is so free. It's so, it's so uh, valuable. Because it single-handedly establishes you as a subject matter expert. 
And you can't do it any other way if people aren't hearing your voice. If you're not talking about what you do, if you're not giving any information out, nobody knows what it is that you can do for them. They don't know what you can do for them, right? So the free information and the testimonials together, you got the information going out and then you have testimonials of people who actually use that information or hire you. You are setting yourself up to build wealth through your business because you have what's called social proof. Okay. Also, putting free information out can open up the doors for other opportunities, just like it did with me speaking engagements, panels, book writing, collaborations, and partnerships. If I didn't give information away, people would not know the genius that I possess. Same thing for you. So give it away. And it works if you're in a product based business as well. You've got people who are ordering products for you. Let's say, let's say you have a t shirt line. And you're looking to release a candle line, right? So someone orders some t-shirts from you. You're packaging it up, getting ready to ship it out. Can you put a free sample size candle in that package and say, hey, we wanted you to just try this out for free. Chances are there will be a percentage of people who say, ooh, I love this so much that I want to buy it. Or chances are people are going to say, ooh, Mm, I don't really like this. And you get enough of that feedback and you're like, okay, something's wrong here before I invest in larger candle concepts or larger candle products. Let me fix the formula. Giving things away for free will help you in the long run. Don't be afraid to do it because everybody else is. Everybody else is giving their information away for free. Okay, so get hip to that. Um, number nine, perfect your processes. Perfect your processes, perfect your processes. So I see this a lot in working with entrepreneurs who are looking for business coaching. They are now looking to scale or they're looking to automate and we'll start going through their processes and their workflows. And they've been in business for three years and five years and nothing has changed for them. They are doing everything the same way they were doing it day one. But the difference is now they have more customers. They have more clients. Things have changed. Everything has changed except for their processes and their workflows. So you have to constantly be evolving and making sure you're looking at the next best thing, right? So, for example, if you are only email marketing right now, you are doing yourself a great disservice because the processes and workflows now say that text message marketing closes 80% at an 80% higher rate than email marketing. So yeah, do you want to keep doing email marketing? Sure, especially if it's working in your business. But would it be also additionally beneficial for you to then go and add that text message marketing? It's like the person when computers came out way back in the day and the internet came out and the baby boomers were saying, I'm not using the internet. That looks like a scam. I'm not doing that. Well, the person today who's still not hip to that process of using the internet, they're suffering big time because everything is digital, right? You don't want to be that baby boomer who refuses to continue to who refuses to learn new processes and use these processes because you're so committed to the way that you like to do things grow up and grow up your processes too all right number 10 uh, for me one of my cheat codes is leading with love I sincerely have a genuine a genuine love for people I really do. I love people. I love to study people. I love to observe people. I love to get to know people. I love to help people. I just love people. I like the psychology of human behavior. 
I love people. And because I love people and because people can see and feel my energy and that it's love, they want to be a part of my community. Loving people goes hand in hand with your ability to build community. And just like the Internet is a very necessary thing, and, and it was 20, 30 years ago, a very necessary thing for us to incorporate into how we live our lives in your business. Community is the thing that is going to set you apart. But you can't build a community successfully if you don't have a genuine a genuine love for the people that you're serving. So always lead with love. So what does that mean? That means when you're putting your offers together, are you operating in integrity? That means that as you're putting your offers together, are you thinking of the best interest of the person who would buy this offer? Are you sourcing the best fabrics? Are you using the most user-friendly platforms? Are you thinking, are you making decisions based on the end user? Or are you making decisions that are cost-effective for you, most convenient for you, everything is about you, 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 that's love of self, not necessarily a servant leadership heart and loving other people. And when you start thinking with your end user, your customer or your client in mind, then you're operating out of a place of love and people will feel that in your marketing. They'll feel it in your messaging. They'll feel it in the execution of how you do business and they will want to stay closely connected. Oh, I like the experience of being connected to Donnie Wiggins. I like the experience of doing business with Donnie. I like the energy that she puts out. Like she might be stern sometimes, but she's also really loving and caring. And we know that this is coming from a place of love. You want people to feel the same way. And then you build this community of people who are advocating for you. You'll save a lot of marketing dollars if you build a community of people who advocate for you, who share your posts, who share your information, who sends you testimonials because they love doing business with people who lead with love. All right. And if I can offer you a bonus, I know I said 10 things uh, that I did right as an entrepreneur. Uh, if I could offer you a bonus, another game changer for me, too, was leveraging other people's money. This was so huge because I was always, number one, a DIYer, do it yourself. And I was a PIYer, pay it yourself. Right. I felt like um, because of because of the loss, the, the huge financial loss that I've taken now many years ago, the mindset, even though I recovered financially for a long time, I didn't recover mentally. And my mindset was, if I can't buy it in cash, I'm just not getting it. If I can't pay for it myself, I just won't do it. And as I started to study wealthy people, I noticed that they're leveraging credit. They're leveraging lines of credit, loans, and business credit cards, and things like that. So it became my personal mission to get my credit together. It became my personal mission to understand how to leverage credit, how to understand how to leverage funding. And then I started to do just that. This really helps when you are looking to, as a beginner, especially for me, and remember I'm talking about for me, so my very first major investment in which I utilized funding was to start hiring a team. I knew that I wanted to hire a team and be able to pay that team what they deserve to make, but I didn't necessarily uh, want to take it from the revenue that I was bringing in because I had a different plan with that money. So because I was looking to update systems and processes and things like that, I didn't want to do that and put that much pressure on my revenue to also pay salary. So I was offered a line of credit. I took it. I put that in 
uh, my payroll account and I paid my team from there. Now, because I was able to hire that team, leveraging somebody else's money, that funding that I that I borrowed was able to multiply at least 4x based on my team now executing and helping me. If I had not taken that line of credit, if I had not taken that funding and invested it in my team, I would still have been a solopreneur trying to figure it out myself. So honestly, it would have cost me money not to leverage other people's money. All right. It would have cost me money not to leverage other people's money. And it just doesn't make any sense. You have to learn how to leverage credit. You have to learn how to leverage funding and you have to do it responsibly. And the idea is when you're leveraging these resources financially, you are able to leverage them and invest them into something that's going to make you more money. So it's a breeze. It's a piece of cake to pay it back. You never want to over leverage yourself. Okay, so that's when you want to start studying like uh, principles behind credit, just like I did. You want to start understanding funding and kind of how to beat the system and leverage like rewards points and, and all those things. I'm not the financial expert. I just know how to manage my own money, right? But leveraging other people's money, it took so much pressure off of my own checkbook or bank card or whatever you're using to pay to pay your expenses. It took so much pressure off of my own finances. I was able to breathe a little bit lighter because I knew that I had this borrowed money that was on a um, delayed payback plan. So I had a couple of months before I needed to make the first payment. So in my mind, I took that money, hired some team members and immediately got them focused on income producing activity so we can hurry up and get this money back. So when it's time to make this first payment, it's not a big deal and it's easy to do that too. All right. So I want you guys to talk to me in the comments. What are some of the things that I said that I've done that you're doing right now in your business that's that's contributing to your own successful journey? Or what are, what are some of the things that I talked about that you didn't even think about? Something that you need to work on right away in order to make your pathway to success a whole lot easier for you? What's something that I left off the list that that's working for you? This is something that you're doing. It's working for you. And you want to share it with me and everybody else that's watching. Drop it in the comments. The most important piece, though, is that when you see these comments, when you hear this, when you find something that you resonate with, you don't just write it down. You don't just recognize that, oh, I need to do it, but it's that you actually take action. So I want you to take action on this information right away. Otherwise, what are you here for? That said, thank you for joining me this week on another episode of Full Transparency with Donnie Wiggins. You can check us out on every single platform that you like to watch your favorite podcast on. But don't forget to like, subscribe, and share, and comment what you loved most about today's episode. And if you are a CEO or entrepreneur and you need coaching in your own business, you can reach out to my team at 404-737-2767 and say, hey, I need help. You can also go to the link in my bio. You'll see my Instagram uh, posted somewhere in the description of wherever you're listening to or watching this. It's also Donnie Wiggins, D-O-N-N-I-W-I-G-G-I-N-S underscore. So you will see it there. And there are some options with how I work with you to start, grow, and scale your business. And one last thing for those of you who are interested in becoming a coach just like me, you know a thing or two about something and you want to help people. It doesn't have to be a business coach. You could be a coach in any area. The whole point is you have information that helps other people get a transformational result. 
Visit my program to see if this is a good fit for you. www.sixfigureedu.com. And I look forward to working with you on your journey to success. See you next week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.